Hi everyone, welcome back to Mind Uncovered. My name is Fabiana and I'm really happy to be here with the second episode for you. So I just want to let you know that there may be some kind of background noise. I don't know, like just some tack, 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 tack. You can hear like cars or birds. I don't know, okay? But like, it's just that every single time I'm trying to record humans and animals and the universe wants to annoy me and that's why they stop making noises and I have no idea why but I'm not gonna let that stop me and I'm right now here sitting on my bed and I'm gonna record this once because it's been a month and I'm really really sorry because I just feel bad you know because I really wanted to be consistent in this but school doesn't let me be consistent I've got so many things to do and I think it's because school didn't tell us I mean like my, my whole class you know they didn't tell us that we were going to have to do so many things in a short amount of time so it, it kind of sucks because I'm pretty sure that if we had worked on I don't know like some assignments last year at least like the preparation of them kind of like I don't know the starting planning it all then we wouldn't be as overwhelmed with all the things that we have to do as we are right now but that's just another thing so I'm, I'm sorry okay and I, I even have I'm even like not doing some of the things I used to do because of school. So for example, I'm not writing anymore and I've got this book idea in my mind. I really, really want to write, but I, I just don't have time because of the school. And it's because right now school is my main priority because if I don't graduate, if I don't, if I don't graduate from school, then I won't go to college and that's definitely not what I want. So I don't know. That's just how my life works right now. And for example, I also have to like leave aside a bit um, the initiatives and organizations I'm part of, for example, and also like the Mind Uncovered initiative. Um, I have, I've stopped working like on the structure of it and all the projects we're gonna do because again, my main focus right now is school. But I hope that with the time it will change because I'm really trying to like rearrange my whole schedule to just fit all the things I have to do and to be like a more proactive person and even more organized person. Because I feel like I'm an organized person, but you can always improve stuff, right? You can always just keep improving and that's what I want to do. So yeah, and like the fun thing is a lot of my friends are telling me like, you should drop things. Because like here in Peru, it's something weird, okay? But what you, like what many people call extracurriculars, we don't have them here. So like there are many organizations that lead, that let, for example, um, I don't know, teenagers volunteer, okay? There, there are in many of them. Or like there are many Peruvian initiatives. There are many um, works that teenagers can do. I don't even think like there are indeed works that teenagers can do at 16 and 15 years old, which is also kind of sad. So there are a lot of opportunities and that's why my friends mainly focus on like the academic part and they just live like this extracurricular part and they, they just like don't do any of that, which is really sad because now that I've experienced like all the things that you can do outside from school, I definitely think it's just so important because they really help you to grow as a person. As I was saying, then my friends would say like, you should definitely drop those things, you know, because like you should focus on school and you're just like overworking yourself. But I just don't think I'm overworking myself because I just really like all the things I'm doing. And at the end of the day, when I just like lay down in my bed and staring at the ceiling, listening to music, I just really feel so fulfilled. And that's just a great feeling. Like, I just feel like I'm doing the right things to accomplish this one goal I've got since I was like 10 years old, which is basically using my skills to help people 
and to make a difference. That's it. That does like this goal I've got. And I know it sounds kind of cliche, but I don't know. I just really like the sense of fulfillment that goal that that goal gives to me. So I just feel like all the things I'm doing, uh, helping me to 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 reach that goal. And it's just it's it's a great feeling. So if you find anything that you like doing, even like if there are just like two, three, four things that you definitely feel like they're giving you the sense of fulfillment, that you feel great while doing them, then you shouldn't give up on them. Because everything in life, it's like about organization. Of course, like that's like one aspect of it. Because I feel like, I don't know, there's just like many things in life that are important. But one of them, it's just like being organized so you can do all the things you want. And I promise you that if you um, organize yourself well, then you're going to be able to do all the things you want to do, no matter like if they're school related or something outside of it. Because, for example, being part of like all these organizations and doing all of these activities outside from school has definitely helped me to develop myself and grow as a person. So they've taught me a lot of things. For example, time management, organization, of course, uh, communication, then also, I don't know, teamwork and leadership, which is also very important. So all those things. And it's just great because I feel like if I hadn't done the things I'm doing right now, at least like even the tiniest thing, then I wouldn't be the person I am. Because all the experiences I've got while doing all those things shaped me as a person and I'm just really proud of the things I'm doing right now so that's why I just like wouldn't like to drop one thing because that fulfills me and it just feels great I've used the word great so much I'm sorry I'm so sorry but well yeah okay it's been five six minutes of me talking about this I'm so sorry but if, if you kind of see it you know like it also has to do a bit with the topic that we're going that I'm going to talk about today which is um mental health in the pandemic because these things that I do kind of like distract myself from this routine I've got and one of the things that the pandemic has done is to kind of like I don't know make people feel bored you know and that boredness leads them to kind of like feel sad and also anxious so all the things I do kind of help me to distract myself from that routine I've got. Just like every day waking up, taking these online classes, doing homework. So it kind of has got to do. Yeah, it, it does have like a relation. So I'm glad that I didn't talk nonsense for like seven minutes. But well, yeah, so today's topic is going to be mental health in the pandemic. As I said on the first episode, the pandemic has affected the mental health of a lot of people in many different ways. When I was reading your answers about... Uh, of the survey that I did some weeks ago because I asked you like how were you feeling how you were feeling during the pandemic you guys mentioned like a lot of kind of I wouldn't say sad but like negative things and there was just one person who told me that he was feeling happy and also like loved which was like very nice to read because I really like that there are some people that get the best thing out of a negative situation because in pandemic in general it's very, very bad. It's horrible. But, you know, when you just kind of, like, use this free time you've got, or you just, like, use the situation to make your life a bit better, in a sense, if you get what I mean, then that's also something great. But I'm not going to be focusing on, like, the, the, the bright side of, like, how the pandemic has affected life of people, because 
I don't know. I, I just feel like the, the, the majority of people have been feeling kind of down and I really want to touch upon that because I feel like it's very important to talk about it and to understand why people are feeling this way. So um, I'm going to start talking about that and I, I won't tell my personal experience probably like by the end of it because right now I really want to focus on like how are people feeling and why you may be feeling this way. A disclaimer right now, I know that a lot of people who have uh, suffered from depression and anxiety right now and I just feel like they're very um, delicate topics if you get what I mean. So like very um, topics that should be discussed in topics that should be discussed on other episodes as in like exclusive episodes about those topics because I think that there's a lot of things to be talked about them and they need to be taken with seriousness and I would love to have like a talk with a specialist about those two topics like depression and anxiety so that I can give you the information that it's like important and that it's reliable that you can trust the information you can know that it's truth and I'm not talking like nonsense or that I am getting something wrong so that's why I want to do separate episodes for those two topics but of course I'm just like going to mention why people may be feeling that way but I'm just not going to say like what are the source of it what's going on in your brain what can you do to cope with it what can you do to overcome that so that's just not what I'm gonna do today uh, but I'm gonna talk about some of the things that people are feeling that aren't that negative in a sense because I feel like these two other topics, depression, anxiety, um, can definitely leave, you know, like this, this mark on yourself. So that's why I want to talk to them on separate episodes. But today I'm mainly going to be focusing on loneliness and these um, routine that may lead to like some other things I'm going to be talking about later on. So like, for example, what does a routine to your brain so that's also something important I believe that we should also be talking about so yeah uh, I hope that this kind of like help you to I don't know have a clear view of what I'm going to be doing on this episode and without further ado I'm gonna get started with this beginning with depression and anxiety as I said, I'm going to talk a lot about this ones, just the reasons and causes of it during the pandemic because I want to have them on separate episodes. One of the main reasons that could cause depression, anxiety is stress. And as I said in the first episode, stress is pretty much in our lives every single day, especially during the pandemic, because there are a lot of things to stress about, even though we shouldn't because having a lot of stress isn't good. It's a, it's a real thing. It happens. So that can be also a cause. Another cause could be, for example, having a lot of fear because we don't know what's going to happen and it has got to do with the uncertainty we feel. Then maybe because people, sometimes especially sensitive people, see a lot of news and those news are quite sad and then they become even sadder because of all the things that are happening and there's like this overwhelming feeling like that nothing is going to improve and that can also cause depression and anxiety. One of the things I think it's very important to talk about is loneliness as a cause of depression and anxiety. Because a lot of people that just don't know like what loneliness exactly is and why it may cause it. But the truth is that being lonely 
can lead you to feel depressed, can lead you to feel anxious, so you can suffer from depression, anxiety because of loneliness. So in the case that you have got any symptoms regarding depression, anxiety, then you should go and talk to an specialist about this because they are going to help you to overcome this and to deal with it in the best possible way. Alright, so I also wanted to talk about loneliness on this episode because as I said, well, people that just don't understand what it's loneliness, um, they also don't get what's the difference between being alone and being lonely, so I'm going to explain it right now. So being alone, it's basically that. It is like being in a room surrounded by no one. But being lonely doesn't necessarily have to do with the fact that you are being that, that you are alone. So for example, you can be alone and also feel lonely, but you can also be surrounded by thousands of people and still feel and still feel lonely. So I'm gonna explain that right now. Okay, so loneliness causes people to feel empty, alone and unwanted. People who are lonely often crave human contact but the state of mind makes it more difficult to form connections with other people. So this state of mind, I'm gonna explain it right now and I read an interview on the Uchikaio Medicine website and it was said that loneliness is a state of mind characterized by a dissociation between what an individual wants or expects from a relationship and what that individual experiences in that relationship. So we can say it's like a mismatch between the quantity and quality friendships or relationships we would like to have versus the ones we've got. So during the pandemic, I feel like a lot of us have realized who our real friends are and who aren't that much of real friends, if you can say it so. Or maybe we have realized like the expectations we've got from friendships, from relationships. And we have noticed that some of our friendships just don't meet to those expectations, those kind of like standards of God. And that's not bad, you know, because it happens all the time. And having these expectations is also not bad because it is what you want to receive and what you think that you deserve to receive. So it's okay. You don't have to feel ashamed for wanting your friendships, relationships to be a certain way. Of course, you can't change a person, but you can indeed choose like who you're going to, um, who you're going to talk to more often, who you're going to keep having this relationship with, this friendship with. Okay, so I want to quote Dr. Artland this, and I quote, Loneliness is associated with feelings, with feelings of emptiness, being unwanted, and the fear of being chronically alone. Those feelings kind of lead us to stop engaging in self-care, and also make us less likely to reach out and connect. So that's this feedback loop where it makes us, where it makes us less fun to be around. So we stop reaching out, we stop connecting, and we get less great feedback from our peers, or partners, our spouses, and our community in general. So as you can see, loneliness is feeling unwanted, empty, and alone. It's feeling alone. It's feeling like you don't belong anywhere. Even though you can be surrounded by a lot of people, it's just feeling that you just don't fit there because there's no one who wants you there. And of course, that feeling stops you and prevents you from going and just like reach out to people, try to connect with them. Because you aren't sure if these people are going to meet the expectations or not and you don't want to be disappointed again. So I really hope that you get what I mean. And I've explained my loneliness to, if I'm not wrong, like just to my parents and two of my friends. And I want to use this example so that you can understand better what it's like. So imagine that you go into this party and at the beginning you're very excited, okay? Because you're very sociable and you just really like to meet new people and, and you just want to have fun that day. So you got all dressed up and you arrive at the party. So you're there 
and you greet your friends. She's like, hi, how are you doing? Fine, okay, yeah. And then you grab the soda, you grab this Coke, and you grab a snack, a random snack, and you sit on the sofa. And every time when you go to parties, you are the one who go and you're the one who goes and tries to talk more with your friends, who's kind of like trying to make everyone laugh and who's trying to just cheer things up. But this time, just kind of like really want you, really want your friends to come and do that because you always do that. And sometimes it's just kind of like frustrating that people just don't do the same for you. Because you have done it like the 90% of the time. But this time, you know, like when your friends come and, and try to cheer you up, just like really doesn't come. And you sit in there and you start realizing that maybe, you know, like that expectation that you have that your friends should come and talk to you and I know invite you to dance or something isn't what's going on right now. So these friendships you've got don't meet the expectations you've got for what your friendship should be like and then you kind of feel disappointed and this disappointment this this mismatch between the quantity and quality of the friendships you've got versus the one you want to have is also the one that's going to prevent you to go and try to reach out to more people and try to connect with them try to meet more people because you start wondering if it's really worth it to do that if it's really worth it to try to make new friends if most of your friendships have ended up in this you know, the situation where you are the one who who puts, like, all the effort and the other person doesn't. So loneliness can be interpreted in a lot of ways. Um, some people feel loneliness in a higher degree and some people feel loneliness in a um, lower degree. But at the end of the day, loneliness is just feeling unwanted, feeling empty, feeling alone. And those feelings are the emotions that just prevent you from talking to people, from trying to connect with people. And it's a very unpleasant feeling, especially for people who really like so socializing, like me. I love socializing, I love meeting new people, but every now and then I just wonder if it's really worth it to just keep trying, because I know that most of my friendships end up in this cycle where if I don't text them first, they are never going to text me, and it doesn't feel good, because I have these expectations of what my friends to meet, because I feel like that's what I deserve as a friend, because that's what I give. And I know that it feels good to give without receiving anything. But I feel like in friendships, it's very important this thing of reciprocity. And if there isn't reciprocity, if a friendship isn't reciprocal, then that's when problems start. Because there's lack of communication, then you just don't know if that person is committed to the friendship. And... All of that just makes you feel even more lonely. And I know that my friends are there and they know that I know that. But it would be nice if every now and then they are the ones that text me first. So that's what loneliness feels like to me. It's like being at this party with people surrounding me, but I just don't feel like anyone wants me. And it's it's very sad. Um, it, it's not a pleasant feeling, really. And uh, I wouldn't wish anyone to feel lonely. But uh, I've been trying to deal with it. And I'm going to explain how I've been trying to deal with it a bit later. But right now I also want to focus a bit on what loneliness makes to our brain and kind of like um, what's the impact of loneliness on it. So researchers from the Macula University found some differences in the brains of people suffering from loneliness and the people who aren't suffering from loneliness, especially in what's called the default network. So to give you a bit of context, 
their default network is conformed by brain regions which are involved in inner thoughts such as reminiscing, future planning, imagining and thinking about others. Researchers found the default networks of lonely people were most strongly wired together and the grey matter volume in regions of this part of the brain was greater. Thanks to this, we know which part of the brain is connected to loneliness and what happens in our brains when we feel lonely. These regions of the brain activate and makes us reflect on our current relationships and what we would want them to be like. Long-term loneliness is associated with an increased risk of certain mental health problems, including depression, anxiety and increased stress, as I mentioned before. Overcoming loneliness is not as simple as talking and being surrounded by more people. I talk to my friends, like... I don't know, three times a week is something like that, by text or by phone call. I, I just really try to stay connected. But sometimes that's just not enough for me. It's it's really not enough. And even though like I'm surrounded by people in my house, because my parents live with me, my sisters live with me, and there are some other people living with me right now. So I'm surrounded by people, but I still feel lonely because I just can't create this meaningful space as well. I can really connect with them because everyone is so busy and some and so caught upon their own things that we kind of forget how to connect and that's what kind of like makes me feel also lonely um so we need to try to create this meaningful space as we can connect with people and improve those relationships so that they meet the expectations we hold as i said i haven't told any of my friends that i feel lonely so they actually don't know like what's going on you know and Sometimes when I talk to them, they're like, oh, we haven't talked in so long. Why is that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just like, I've been really busy, you know. But the truth is that I just really stopped reaching out because I was feeling lonely. And because that loneliness was preventing me from trying to talk to these friends. So it's a very rough thing. But I've been trying to just be a bit more open about it. And kind of like talk to my friends about how am I feeling so that they can also contribute to make me feel in a certain way less lonely. So that, for example, they can meet certain certain expectations I've got. Because I feel like I do... Okay, this is going to sound like very, I don't know, like vain and maybe egocentric, a bit cocky. But I personally believe that I do meet these expectations that they've got in a friendship. But... Most of the people I consider friends just don't do that. And I know that everyone's busy. I know that I'm busy too. My parents are busy too. My sister's busy too. But I don't know. I guess that everyone can make the effort, right? So one of the things that I'm trying to do right now is to be a bit more open about my loneliness. And just make my friends understand the way I feel and how they can help me to deal with it if they want to help me. Another thing is... um, Trying to just like distract yourself from this loneliness is also very, very useful. So like when I feel lonely, I really try to forget this feeling of like unwanted, you know, like forget this feeling of like feeling unwanted or feeling empty. And then I try to do something else. So I focus on like researching people for the podcast or I focus on my different work at these organizations or I try to read a book or I listen to music I I write so those are like the things that distract me from all of these feelings I've got because of loneliness and then something very very important I think that everyone who is lonely should take into account is that we have to expect the best so we can't prevent these previous experiences this current relationship these current friendships with God that just don't 
uh, don't fulfill us in a sense to keep connecting with people and keep trying to find these people who do meet the expectations and I'm not saying to just give up on your last friendships like on your friendships before you realize that you are feeling lonely you had to make a change I'm just saying that you should try to number one improve your relationships by creating this meaningful space where you can really connect with people and feel like you are wanted feel like you are not empty anymore and that you are loved and that people really want to interact with you and to talk to you and communicate with you because you are wanted okay and i'm telling you this you're wanted you're loved people want to interact with you people are sometimes very um cocked upon their own things that they sometimes can forget and that happens to me too okay like sometimes i'm busy and i kind of like forget to talk to my friends but well they don't text me but that's another story um but i'm just telling you that you are wanted and you always have to expect the best in these cases because you can't let this loneliness to just really prevent you from keep trying, keep interacting and from connecting. As I have said before, it's very hard, I know. And sometimes I would just like to like be by myself and that's it because I don't want to get disappointed again. Um, but I keep fighting for those friendships I've got and I like to meet new people to see if I can form these meaningful meaningful connections with them so being lonely it sucks it sucks and I'm not going to deny it because I've been feeling lonely probably like for one or two years by now but I feel like when you realize that you are feeling lonely then you're the only one who can do something to change that and that change should start with you start realizing that we have to expect the best start realizing that you're wanted that the people want to interact with you that you love that that you, you matter and then in that way once you feel that like that you can really just like reach out to people and you try and you can really try to create these meaningful spaces and i feel like that's the most important thing creating those meaningful spaces to again connect with people so that would be my advice on loneliness and why has loneliness increased during the pandemic so as we know um social isolation isolation has been a big problem for like a lot of people because most of us prefer to have these interactions in person rather than online so that's like you know an expectation for example that is in me right now because having these connections by phone calls or by text isn't the same as having connections, as hanging out with your friends in presence. And I totally get that. So that also makes people feel a bit, um, I don't know, unwanted because we aren't as connected as before. For example, I could meet like with my friends, I don't know, every Friday, just like go to go to the mall and just watch a movie, cinema or something. But right now I can't do that. And I feel like I am far away from them. And it's just like a thing I feel, you know, because I just don't feel that connected because of this lack of communication with God. So that's how the pandemic has affected in that way. But I would say just don't give up on your friendships and don't give up on meeting new people on keep trying if you feel lonely because loneliness is something that you can overcome with this little advice I've given you. And if you ever need to talk about this, my DMs are always open as you know, I can... I can explain to you more about my experience with loneliness and how I've been dealing with it more deeply if you want and 
I'm more than happy to help you with anything about this, alright? And the last thing I wanted to mention about mental health in the pandemic is how routines affect our mental health and how routines kind of like affect our brain as well. So, um, I'm gonna explain to you right now my routine every day so you can get a sense of what I do and why is it very important to me to just break the routine every now and then. I wake up at 7am, okay? My online classes start at 7.50, so I stop at 1pm to eat and then I'm back with the classes at 2pm till 3.30. After that, all I do is homework, working on projects and doing some tasks for the conversations above. Then at 7pm I eat, I keep studying and go to bed around 11pm and the cycle repeats itself again and again and again. Following a routine, it's not bad, okay, since it helps us to create the, to get the mundane stuff done, but sometimes having the same routine with no variations in between can lead us to feel bored and tired, and boredness activates the left and right frontal parts of our brain. The left part activates when we try to distract ourselves from, from boring things, and there's more activity in the right part when our brain reacts negatively to boredness, causing anxiety and depression. And following a routine can even make some people wonder if it's worth it, or if they're actually living life at the fullest, or if they're actually free. All that questioning can make people suffer from existential depression. So what can you do to avoid this? First of all, try to do at least one thing different every day, no matter how small the thing may be. For example, I sometimes watch an episode of Gilmore Girls, or I bake something, or read a book, or write, or play the piano, or make a phone call with a friend. So just do something that isn't part of your usual daily routine, and you'll start noticing the change. One great option, for example, is learning something new, and just think about it. Think about doing something really small that can maybe change your routine. It can be like even as small as, I don't know, like taking a, I have no idea, like uh, taking a look at, like, at some pictures from a Yuba baby or like visiting these online museums or just traveling around the world with Google Maps. I have no idea, but just try to do something that's going to distract you from the routine that you have got every day. And I know that's kind of hard because... When the pandemic wasn't here, it was much easier to just distract yourself and you could go out, you know, like to the park, to the mall, get an ice cream and just meet with friends, meet even random people at a parties, you know, like restaurants, at cafes. But right now we can't do that and we need to be creative. So that's my biggest suggestion right now. If you feel like you have a monotonous life and you really want that to change, start by doing those small changes. Start by... I don't know, like, if you don't exercise, for example, try to exercise, I don't know, like, three times a week and make it at different times and do it at different times. So, for example, one day you do it, like, in the morning, one day in the night, one day, like, in the evening or something. And that way you're really going to start seeing the change and you're going to feel better and you're going to notice how your brain is more, like, active. And, I don't know, every time I do something new, I get, like, this very pleasant feeling like I did something that was out of my comfort zone comfort zone meaning um this comfort no wait I don't know how to explain this so like comfort zone meaning the routine that I always do not the things that I'm comfortable with but I guess that you understand what I mean with it so like something out of my routine essentially 
And that would be my advice regarding those two things, okay? So I really hope that you enjoyed the episode of today. I really hope that you learned something new. Maybe it was like from these long as introduction I did. Maybe it was something regarding the loneliness. Maybe it was something regarding the routines. But I just really hope that you learned something that you find is helpful. I hope that I helped you in any way. Uh, if you ever need to talk again, my DMs are open and you can always DM me and I'm going to try to reply to you as soon as I can to just talk and have this little chat. If you want to share your story, you can also do that, DM the account and uh, we can do something to just like really schedule a meeting or something like that to talk a bit more about your story and you can get featured on a podcast. And that will be pretty much it. So I just really hope that you had uh, a pleasant time enjoying this, that you have an amazing week ahead and I feel like most importantly that you take care of yourself and that you and your family and friends are doing all right. So have a lovely week and hopefully I'll see you in two weeks, all right? So uh, take care. Bye-bye.